Hey everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Timeline Sca Timeline Scaven Timeline Scavengers. Scavengers. The podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Ryan. That's right. It's me. I have taken over. Uh the Supreme Court said what I have done in the last two episodes were so good that they're going to put their uh, bias aside. Supreme Court is no longer political. We all have to vote in the same way. It was nine votes to zero. Hmm. And uh, they said that I am now the host with my good friend, James. Hey. Hey, I checked my notes for where the Supreme Court was just briefly. I was like, where is he in the... Oh, okay. I see what he's doing. Gotcha. I'm James, and I'm the other co-host. Um, on this show, we're presumably uh, going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, scene by scene until the end of time. Now, James, this is sort of a different show for you, not the listeners. It's going to be the same for the listeners, but for you, we are both wearing velvet robes. We are both sitting on the same couch. We mm -hmm. are both wearing the same cologne. And actually, I don't love it when two people wear the same cologne at the same mm -hmm. time. That's that's a little weird. I um I just try and and be in the in the area of someone's cologne and just sort of like take on their cologne sort of like you know all my social skills where I just try and mold myself to how I think the other people is that do you like that do you like when people do I, that or no I I hate when people ask me if I like things let me ask you a legit question <laughs> did you did did you spritz the cologne in the air and then walk mm. through it like a gentleman, or did you spray directly onto multiple body parts? I put it in my mouth, and I've been slowly leaking it out of both sides of it. Um, <laughs> oh, the drool method. <laughs> yeah. I have a beard, so I just kind of, like, shake it, and it sort of goes places. It's uh, the French way. I am so sorry that everybody is not directly next to James on this couch because they aren't watching how most people drool, which is directly through the middle of their mouth, but he has two waterfalls coming out of each side of his mouth, spilling onto all of his body parts. <laughs> no joke. Drinking with this beard is like a, a chore. I hate it. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever uh, uh, had soup? I have. I'm, I'm, pr I'm happy to say yes. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where I wish we could pull back the curtain and your family was here. And they all started clapping. You finally eating soup. Uh, what a good show. Um, James, why don't you tell us why we're here tonight? And do we or do we not have guests? And if you say we don't have guests, I'm going to roll with that. And it's just going to be me and you for the entire night. We do have guests. We have guests. Okay. Yes. Okay. I've already said it. I've already said it. Okay. We are joined uh -huh. today by... Uh, representing, are, are you nervous? They're celebrities. Are you nervous? I a little bit, like half and half, kind of. Um, Colin and then Mike um, from uh, the Superhero Show show, and hell yeah, uh, Colin from <sighs> Mythics um, Scavengers Network. Mm, uh, wait a minute, uh, hang on. This is someone has someone took this sign that's on my door that says Timeline Scavengers, and they have put a line through it, which seems, yeah. um, that seems a little early. But line, if that's line. the shot that we're calling, then mm -hmm. I guess I'm now on the Superhero Show show. Oh, oh wow. that's cool. So, You're gonna be bullied with Cassie with me. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. That seems like already, that seems like a good fit. Now he's scavenging yeah. for a job. And Colin, <laughs> you are, you're from the show's uh, Shrek the Fourth Minute, and which gasoline Ooh. tastes the best? 
And uh, that Mike, is actually the unleaded from Shell, by the way, if you're wondering. Um, oh, shit. See, you I'm, had like a year-long buildup, and you just gave the I'm answer. I'm a like leaded it. BP guy. <laughs> Listen, the, the problem is, is BP is not uh, problem-free. The thing is that BP I like, could I think, have hit the top, but after that mm. oil spill, ooh, docked so many points. See, I, I feel like you can taste the salt water in the BP because they just scooped it up to resell it. Well, you can't I you legit taste the salt water from Shell? No, nah, I don't like that. I like the BP salt water, and I legit miss the smell of gasoline at gas stations. And you guys remember <laughs> the phrase, uh, BP today, BM tomorrow. Mike, you've <laughs> never been on a podcast uh, before. Uh, how is this going so far? Yeah, what is this? What is a podcast? You guys are on the YouTubes? You famous? Christ, you are wearing a <laughs> barrel in one sandal. <laughs> Yeah, I put on my fancy sandal tonight. <laughs> if you're poor, you can only afford one sandal. My family James, shares. What it. are we doing tonight? Uh, James. Why? So we're going to be talking about uh, an episode of Agents of Shield, Ryan, as you know, because you're the host. I know. Yeah. Um, would you like me to talk about the timestamp, or do you want me to? Um, how much of, of your job would you like me to do? <laughs> you know what? I'm never I'm never gonna respond to you and I'm just gonna wait till you die out. You, I, I think it's adorable. Listen, and that's it's fine, but I will talk until go ahead. All right, Scavengers, what we're doing is we're doing 701. We're starting at 2047 and we're ending at 2204. And then take a little break, Sipo. What you're about to watch was covered in the last episode, and then we're going to start again at 2214 and end at 2215. I'm sorry, 2255. Here we go. Yes. Outside the store, Johnson is looking at the truck when in the side mirror, she sees Kane holding a gun. She fights him. Johnson is about to be shot when Shaw yells for Johnson, saying, Chronochromes! Johnson punches him into the truck, and Deke hotwires it, allowing them to escape just as Abel does. It's Geshin time. Me and James, Flag, Colin, and Mike driving down the road. And we're like, hey, our car's broken down. You guys pull over. Uh-huh. Okay. Based on your knowledge and heroicism, what do you do? I think we s taste the gasoline to tell what <laughs> yeah. kind it is first. Oh, that's a BP-87. <laughs> I know what to do now. Uh, I kick all of your tires, including the spare still in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, flip open your hood and just start pulling on stuff and say, oh, it's it's the spark plugs and all the stuff's unplugged. So you're a yanker. You go in and you start yanking. I yank until I can fix again. Colin, what do you look... First of all, Colin, do you know anything about cars? Uh, I know that if you put the key in the ignition and turn it and then put it into drive, the gas pedal make it go vroom. Irrefutable. And the stop pedal makes it go eep. Uh... So that's about as far as my knowledge knows. The E is like the screeching of the brakes because like What's... you're going so fast. Oh, okay. Because you're going vroom, right? Gotcha. Like obviously if you're going vroom. five yeah. miles an hour, it's gotcha. not gonna eat, but like- It's going Yeah, it's going The but, car across the street goes vroom even when it's just sitting there because they've made it like that because they're the uh, worst. Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest with you, 1931 cars probably also oh, don't yeah. sound much that's better, true. but not they because don't got it's mufflers. souped up. It's just so poorly made. They're like, this is science, and it's like shaking and nearly falling apart already. Um, that is yeah. terrible, but there's a button on those 31 cars that make them go, ha-woo-ga, and that's yeah, really true. Um, that's also what I know as well. Sorry, I forgot about that part. Um, I don't think they had seatbelts yet then, 
So I also know that back then, uh, when we were coming up to you America. before we stopped, um, I'm going to say that I was driving just because I'm already making this narrative. Uh, when we went, wow. I had to do this. I had to put my arm out and like kind of karate chop uh, my good friend yeah. Mike here just like in the chest to be like, no, you you're not going to go through the little. window. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. You saved my life. You saved my life. And yeah, so we're there. That's a good move. But can I offer this advice? Uh, stop short. Uh, have Mike mostly leave out the window, <laughs> grab him by the ankle, and then pull him back in, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. say, "Do you know how bad that could have been?" <laughs> <laughs> is that what parenting is like? Yeah, I think yes. so, yeah, that's parenting. Mm. All right, then this is the only uh, uh, guest and follow up. Uh, so you guys clearly cannot fix our car, but me and James are stuck. Do you guys take us with you? And by the way, we look exactly like we do right now. But you're in the thirties. Yes. Oh, hell no. We fucking run away. Yeah, no. If you're not in a suit in the 1930s and a hat, by the way, uh, then you're you're probably an alien. So we're just going to keep yeah. on going. You can, look like right out of the Dust Bowl. Can you imagine being in public without a hat? I know. Right? I never. Where are your gloves, good sir? All of a sudden, James has a crown that's like when the, Brit the British celebrate Christmas. You got to pick up the Cracker King. Um. Can I show you this crown real quick? This is sent to us by our friend Morgan, who's also on the Scavengers Network. She works at an adult toy shop. This is a penis oh. crown. It is a penis crown. Yes, wow, it is. Yeah. Aren't they all? But you can't tell because it looks like every other crown. Exactly. True. That's why I have this just in my room um, where my kids come in and see me sometimes. So When, when you said adult t toy shop, I legit was like, like race like RC cars that go fast. Right, right, right. <laughs> like old like Teenage Mutant Ninja shit. Turtle. Right, exactly. When you, when you get older, we'll explain it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> I hate to be a broken record, but uh, Deke runs out and he's like, what is that, a basic combustion engine? Are you like, hell yeah, Deke, you're finally worthwhile. Or were you guys like, fucking Deke, obviously it's a basic combustion engine. Can you ever be worthwhile? Go ahead, Colin. No, no, just, no this is all you. you. Know, just start the trash I'm the talk. guest. I'm not the... Okay. Was that not a question for the guest? Okay, listen, I was proud of him because he, he thought of something, and I found it very relatable that he was like, huh, it started, and looks to, to Daisy for approval. Like, that was very, very relatable to me. Relatable because you're like that? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also always need her approval. Do you like that? Do you like when people are like that, Ryan? <laughs> uh, James, I would I would love that if you were ever able to say that, but... You st you're still looking for the basic combustible engine in your life. I Listen, I'm glad I'm not being asked this question because <sighs> hot wiring feels like fiction to me. Like, mm -hmm. does that actually, have you, have, have anyone here actually ever seen I've a I've never hot -wired? actually hot wired a car, but I will say I've always thought about that. I've gone, is it really that simple? Because I feel like everyone would be doing this shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, you just put your hands together until you get a little electrocuted and the car works. Yeah, like, car I, mean, no I feel room. like that's... Lockpicking like and hot right? wiring feel like things that the cops have proliferated through the public to be like, right. this will keep them busy until we get there. Like yeah, just like <laughs> opening a car door with a hanger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> None of it actually fucking works. It's one step below, uh, oh, I'm going to pull the visor down, and there's the keys. Exactly. I'm gonna drive away. I, I learned how to uh, fix cars by my stepdad, who, uh, when my car wasn't working, he took a hammer just to the engine block, and then our neighbor, who was a mechanic, went, yeah, you should never hit the engine with a hammer. 
See, there's cool Fonzies and not cool Fonzies. Yeah. There's, there's Fonzies that can kick the jukebox and make it work, and then there's not cool that will take a hammer to anything he around thought, them. He thought he could hit it and hit just the rust off the engine until the car worked again. Sure. See, that's interesting. I thought you were going to say that the neighbor was the not cool Fonzie to be like, hey, come on, you have to do actual work instead <laughs> nah, of being like, you fix cool that. About, you know? <laughs> Now, I do have a quick question, though, which I guess is a host, Jen. Sorry. Uh, but if you could just hotwire a car, could you not just hotwire any kind of vehicle? Like, if yeah. I somehow found myself on, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me into too much trouble, but hypothetically, I'm not even going to say me. If a person were to find themselves <laughs> somehow on a military Air Force base, Air Force could one. they not just get a into Harrier. a plane? And just hotwire the plane. Like, if it if it's just you find some cables that you rip out of some box and just start going zzz, let me, let until me, it pops on. Let me ask now you answer that you question know. with a question. Yeah. Do you want to fly a plane that you've just ripped some of the cables out of? In the, like, Do you want to drive a car starts, that you've just ripped some cables out of? I'm on the ground. Like the car. Yeah, but you not could still crash. Plummet. And you can you still can drive crash. a plane on the ground. I do, I do love the, I do love the scene where like somebody like Deke hot wires a plane. He's like, I got it, and then flies it in the air for one second, and then crashes everywhere. <laughs> that I, I, would, I would watch that scene if Deke did that. I would watch that scene. Boo, Colin! <laughs> I love Deke. He's, he guys, hot wires it, and then the it's it, like the engine starts and the wings fall off, and it's like, I mean, well, I got it. Is that good? I mean, I did do it. Like, we had to be, <laughs> listen, you have to admit, I did I do did. it. <laughs> you didn't specify that it had to take off. The other thing the movie's taught us is that uh, if you get uh, the wrong wires in bombs, like the, mm -hmm. you touch the green to the red, then it will explode. You lose oh. minutes. But in a vehicle, yeah. you can fly it away to yeah. paradise. You can make that little Woody or whatever it was in the 30s fly. Mm -hmm. Yep. The, yep. Yep. Are, yep. you, are you guys old enough to remember a time where we were obsessed with Harriers, where every jet should be a Harrier? It should just launch up, no runway, and yeah. fly away? That's what Harrier means? Yeah. Well, there was the Osprey, too, right? That that could, like, it was, like, it would lift up, like, helicopter propellers, and then those propellers would, like, go yeah, 90 flat, degrees right and then go turn. forward. Oh. I played a very old flight simulator where that was the one to, to have. That was, like, the one. Because you could go up and down. Uh, almost and every Marvel like vehicle is that. Right. They have yeah, something. I thought X Men invented it. Take off. I thought it was fake. V T O. Yeah, V T O. E? Vertical takeoff. That's not how the yeah. uh, V T O yeah, E. Right? Works. Yeah, vertical, vertical takeoff engine. engine is what the thing. They, what Marvel has decided is the thing that makes them do that. Yep. Like the helicarrier, which, by the way, I want to point out that. The helicarriers, which I know are way far away from, when they finally said, oh, there's some Stark repulsor technology in them, right? That made more sense. I'm sorry, four giant fans are not enough to lift a aircraft carrier All into right. the sky. I Let's just talk bigger about the fans. Bernoulli effect for just a second. So, Colin, okay. the Bernoulli effect is where air pa passing. Do you, I did explain planes to my my kids recently do you want me to explain like lift and stuff i legit would because it feels like de devil magic okay i mean yeah so well, okay go ahead so I, I i i think that this principle is the same for for propellers so i'm just going to tell you about planes real quick okay so the wing of a plane is curved on top and flat on bottom right yeah okay so what happens is of course the air goes underneath the wing faster than it goes over the wing because it has to travel over rather than under 
So that causes lift. The difference in those velocities causes the lift, which is what makes plane travel work. So if you go fast enough, the lift is enough to lift the plane up in the air. That's why you go really sound. fast. And that's called the Bernoulli effect. The reason that Colin seems a little upset right now is because he is in a hospital bed with four broken limbs because he took four <laughs> regular fans and jumped off his roof. <laughs> I can fly! And tried and I to said, fly. This worked for Marvel. It should surely work for me. And he is now suing Marvel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for- just just for hospital bills though right yeah no i'm not i, I don't want anything else not greedy uh maybe just like a visit from tom holland i know i'm not like a sick dying child but if tom holland could just come by and just be like hey that'd be great colin you can be a sick dying child if you really believe <laughs> i probably shouldn't say that i feel like that's that might be a line i can't cross on air also fucking leave it to colin to make his uh make a wish being on this episode right now like give it up to him that that was awesome dude <laughs> Wait, no, I thought my make-a-wish was to have Tom Holland. What happened? Nope, you said the thing, and now it's that. It's No, we you, were you went with take-a-wish instead of make-a-wish, and nobody had taken this one yet. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, because who who would rightfully want to be on this show? Am I right? Take-a-wish, make-a-wish, leave-a-wish. That's it. <laughs> I want to be in the business of taking a wish. Uh, typically, when you, we, you email people like Tom Holland, you just don't get a response. He immediately said, fuck, period, no, period. So. Yeah. yeah. He's a rude British boy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so it had um, commas instead of periods. I don't know how British know. punctuation works. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, here's another uh, thing that we should tell villains: um, Quake is able. I'm sorry, Daisy Johnson is able to uh, save the day because of mirrors. Why are bad guys always pulling their guns out in front of mirrors? They want to fucking check their hair before they shoot. That's why vampires are so scary. Yeah, I think it's kind of like this thing of like plot hole armor. You have to have a reason for the hero to know because, like, truth be told, IRL, if there was no mirror, he would have just shot her and that would have been the end of it. Like, boom, done. But, like, you have to keep these folks alive, right? That's the only reason why villains make such stupid mistakes, right? They're like, I want to win, but also I know that they must win, so I'll make this decision. I always think about like some Riddler thug with like a question mark on their chest, just like hits a baton right in the right place on Batman, and then he's just dead. And that's yep. it. Like that's the end of the story. <laughs> like, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> oh. It was him! It was him! And now they follow me for the rest of this comic book. <laughs> I know what you did last, Batman. Riddle me this: How many years does killing uh, does murder get you? Um, it's twenty-five I, plus life. I like it's to imagine that Daisy life. didn't see him in Too the much. in the mirror, and he shot, and it was an old gun, so it just missed. And yeah. she's like, "Hey, <laughs> stop that! Stop it!" And then hey, she you. she does a wicked quaked uppercut. Oh, yeah. right yeah. to the face. It's fucking boss. I was gonna give you like a couple of minutes to just sort of uh, expound on quake if you wanted to do just like this is the big quake uh, scene, Mike and. Yeah. yeah. So they they go back and forth, and he's like, "I'm winning," and she's like, "I'm winning now." But she's like, "I don't even need to fucking bust it like a Power Ranger." She's not gonna resort up yet. She's like, "I don't even use my Quake power." She's just like, "Normal fight, normal fight, normal fight." And when he looks like he's gonna win, she's like, "You don't know that I have Quake powers." And she just quakes him into the sky, and that's when Deke runs out and goes, "Chronicons," <laughs> and then she's like, "I know, bitch. I like, killed shut one. the fuck up." Wait, 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 wait. Did she think this whole time that the cop was trying to kill her and was just yeah. a normal human cop? And then he's because like, she's half Asian and in the 30s, cops <laughs> she, do not look that. She's like, uh, Jay, 
It's a Jake, here's some more hostful advice. When a dude says to you, if you're a girl, uh, let's go inspect that together. Yeah. That's bad, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. bad the, things are going to happen. The only suspicious truck is that man. <laughs> I, You know, I don't think that she did think that he was a real cop because think- weren't the people who were in the in the pharmacy cops? But they had no faces. Right. But, I mean, I feel like if you have three dead bodies... And then three guys, three cops randomly show up and they're like, hello, we are here to do this. Will you please go? Like, no emotion like Enoch? I feel like the context clues are there. I think they were more cops. I think there were more cops that we didn't see. So it was just three more as opposed to just these three. There was the one from last episode. Yeah, Yeah. who who was at the door. But also, I think that's just sheer paranoia, Colin, which will make you right some of the time. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, I think that she withheld the the quake uppercut until she realized that, like you know, okay. Teenage Mutant that's when she's like, cartoons. "This guy's not human. Yeah. Right. I can't that's kill true. this one. It's a robot, so I can punch it or stab it or whatever." Plus, superheroes in movies and TV can see the energy bar above <laughs> the bad right. guys that we cannot. On the HUD, she knew that it was time. My favorite, um, my favorite trope that things like that are then made for kids, but are other properties are like. In the comic, the Foot Clan are all people. Robots. Oh. In the cartoon, they have to be robots because what's Leonardo gonna do? Stab people? Right. Like he just stabs the top of their collar and like, right yeah, the wall. Like exactly. in the movies. Like I love the movies to a degree. I love the first movie a lot. I love the second yes. movie. Okay. To Leonardo. The, the move that he does is up. And then stick his knives, his katanas in the ceiling and do, do a kick. Yeah. He has swords. <laughs> uh, well, hey, cut that teenager. Come yeah, on. Exactly. That's the thing. So, it's like they do still have a code of, to probably not kill. Then why does Mike, he have huge then why does he have swords? swords? No, I understand that. I, I do get that. Intimidation. It's to pin shirts to walls. Mike and I just uh, watched an episode of X-Men the Animated Series where Wolverine was in Canada and he thought all the soldiers were humans. And then one got cut the fuck up, and it was a robot. And Wolverine was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah, he got so excited to town. Gut shot, groin shot, neck (laughs) shot. Yeah, that's literally the opposite of of what's going on here. He was in Canada, and he thought all the Canadians were robots. And they're in Mm -hmm. America, and people think they're Canadians, but they're human. Which leads leads me to my final point. in a couple of weekends, the four of us are going to celebrate our paintball and whiskey weekend. Hell okay. yeah. And I would like to switch it to robots. Let's finally kill some... Four of us, four robots, three robots. Four of us and three robots, and let's do some damage. I think the weekend we meet, everybody else is a robot. It's like Michael Douglas is the game. We just don't know it yet. Go nuts. James, is I'm going to you. what the game is about? It's about robots. It's what every what? game is about. I, I thought it was about puzzles that. and faces with puzzles. I've only seen the cover of the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> puzzle face has to run around the city. <laughs> Michael Caine is putting Stop his face calling back people puzzle face. <laughs> what a fun game. Uh, James, what would Colin do before he threw it to you for the song of the week? Um, Well, he would say, all right, here's the thing. And then he would say, um, hold on. I had something, and then he would say, James, do you have anything else? And I would say, yeah. Okay, do. so do all that, Ryan. Um, James, do you have anything else? Oh, 
Well, okay, so we're just skipping. Okay, um, yeah, I do. In fact, it's. <laughs> oh no, wait! I'm I'm so sorry. I zoned out through so. You're much supposed of that. to say, uh, hold on, I have something. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, the show is about <laughs> over. Colin has done is done. Uh, I think putting tap shoes on and dancing on his keyboard as loud as he can. <laughs> uh, James, it's up to you to fucking send us to a song. All right, I'm here. It's up to you to se- uh, freaking send us to a song. Great, 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 great. Um, fuck yeah. All right, so this is the 1931 in music, um, which I think I normally call the music of 1931. Anyways, yes. that doesn't matter. Um, so this is Maurice Chevalier with "Walking My Baby Back Home." So most of what I'm going to tell you is about Maurice Chevalier because um, he was kind of a big deal, or at least in my mind, he's a big deal. Um, I don't know if well, listeners will remember that we had my friend Mark on to talk about uh, the Marx Brothers a couple of um, episodes ago. I know Maurice Chevalier because there's a Marx Brothers movie called uh, Monkey Business, which came out in 1931, um, where they are entering the port of New York and they have Maurice Chevalier's passport for comedy reasons so they each try and do an impression of this guy Marie Chevalier in their own way singing this song um, and so that's all when I hear Marie Chevalier I'm like oh yeah the Marx Brothers guy cool which is probably not what he would have preferred but um, so he was a French singer and actor French singer Wait, and actor can, I, and a- can I ask a question real quick is that allowed yeah. yes of course uh, the way that I've heard of Maurice Chevalier is from Gigi, and he plays this like older gentleman and like a guest star. You know how like in movies in the fifties and sixties they'd be like, and also, yeah, here's like, here's this guy, and he sang a song, uh, "Thank Goodness for Little Girls," and that mm-hmm. was weird because he had that reputation. Is that true? I didn't, I didn't find actually. Um, what I found is that he more had the reputation of being the younger man. Oh, um, he that's was, refreshing. Yeah. Um, he dated basically he became this French like pop star and then dated the most popular French pop star woman in France um, then they uh, she was addicted to drugs and an alcoholic and so then he became addicted to drugs and had to uh, go to World War One and become a prisoner of war to br- kick the habit you know that way he had of to doing it. <laughs> rehab was very different back then <laughs> But uh, and then I think after that, it's funny while we were recording or while we were waiting to record this, I cut part. But then after that, he started dating someone that was like 12 to 13 years older than him, um, who was. Yeah, she was like 36 or whatever. So an older woman. Ancient. Um, Exactly. Super duper old. Um, So I didn't see anything about that. Necessarily. I think that sometimes songs of the era of the era were like it's fine because by little girls we mean like 21 year olds and not like younger than that but also 16 <laughs> is the same as 21 kind of and you know because thank god for little girls because they're so cute exactly i, I mean i'm, I'm good like with the that. oingo boingo song dead man's party yeah like the oingo boingo song dead man's party <laughs> where he says 10 year old girls are so cute it's not a weird thing <laughs> danny elfman classic um so the other thing that i have is that in 1970 uh, richard m and robert b sherman you know the sherman sherman and sherman from disney um they got him to basically come out of retirement like 
Godfather style, like they keep pulling me back in to do the title song for the Aristocats, um, which I think was called the Aristocats. Um, he told this long joke and then was like, no. Um, and he basically then like did that and then like kind of died, like went off. Like the next thing he did, like two years later, was die. Um, <laughs> he did know. nothing for two years and then he died. <laughs> right, right, right. France, next thing World War One, Disney, death. It's the it's the circle of life. Oops, it's the oh, dream. Oh no. Um, and the other thing is, so this song is called uh, "Walking My Baby Back Home," and this is this song is 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 racy in a way that I was not expecting because it's basically like it's fun to go to a party, but it's even more fun to walk uh, my girlfriend home and we go through the park and like make out and stuff. Hell yeah. And like. Then we start walking again, and then I'm like, hey, let's make out some more. <laughs> and I'm like, and actually, it's even more racy because he says, like, we stop and kiss, and then we start into pet. So it's like, they're making out. But I thought he said, and then we get into bed. And I was like, what? And I then mean, the next line, the that... next line is, and that's how I get your talcum all over my shirt. And so I'm like, and talcum what? powder goes on like feet, right? So they're into feet stuff in thirty one. I, I mean, I think in in France it was like you just sort of, to town. yeah. Um, That's why they're so fucking pale. Exactly, and dusty. <laughs> um, These dusty frogs. <laughs> Those dusty French. <laughs> oh, dusty and that's frogs the sound of every French crunch. listener tuning out now. Okay. <laughs> Au revoir. Um, so yeah, <laughs> this song is was more, uh, and it's not explicit. But it is sort of like he's like, wink every single line, which was, you know, weird. Um, but also, this song was incredibly popular. In 1931 alone, there were uh, four other versions of this song that charted, like, in the top 20 um, in 1931 alone. So, like, people were like, yeah, this sexy song, this will be a hit for me. And it was. So... I love that part about the 30s where it's like, all right, America, we have six songs total. Who yeah, wants exactly. to cover one of these six songs? Exactly. And then it, then, then they're like, all right, let's do, let's do new stuff. And then the 60s came around and they're like, you know what was cool? The 30s when we did that thing where it was like everyone covers everything else and that's all that's on the charts. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Maurice Chevalier with Walking My Baby Back Home. Um, which these days would have a different title, but probably much of the same content. Wet ass pussy. Yeah, basic. I mean, kinda, n- kinda. But this song wasn't banned. Is actually really like I guess star power of Marie Chevalier. Um. Anyways, so that's it. That's the music of 1931. Marie Chevalier with "Walking My Baby Back Home." Ryan. Oh God! What a, did we hear the song? Maybe. Oh, it was Maybe. such a good song. Um, Wait, no, James, this, sorry, not to interrupt. James, this is still you. This is the social media. Oh, I'm going to do social media? Is that me? Yeah, because you're a host too. Oh, right, 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 right. Ryan, I'm not going to throw it back to you because it's my turn to do more talking. <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, we're going to do some social media now. Um, we are on Twitter at Timeline Scav. Um, and we are also part of the Scavengers Network, which is on Twitter at Scavengers Net. I'm on Twitter at unabashed James. Ryan, where are you found on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at your pop filter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can you can find the composer to the uh, music that you hear at the beginning and end of this show. Um, his name is Nick Bermald. 
that is at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. Um, you can uh, listen to... Actually, Ryan, do you want to recommend a, uh, a Your Pop Filter show in this, in this social media since you're one of those? Oh my God, James, I have two for you. Uh, the Superhero Show Show is a show that reviews every single TV show based on a comic book every week. Uh, that is with me and uh, Mike from this show, I That's guess. That's me. And Cassie from the Natural 20s. Mm-hmm. That Superhero Show Show. And then Movie of the Year, where we enter into a bracket every season to determine the single greatest movie of any given year. That Superhero Show Show and Movie of the Year. Also, if, uh, just to throw it out there, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. Um, so, yeah, usually the uh, guest also gets to do their thing. Since I'm a guest, I just figured I'd... I was going... I'm I, sorry, I, thought I, froze, it, I thought it was so rude was that James to... didn't do that. Yeah. Sorry, but Colin, I, I thank think you, you froze, so I wasn't sure if you were just sitting there waiting or yeah. if you were about to say it. So I was like, I don't know what's happening. Because I've I done that, too. I've for sure done that, too. <laughs> And let's not say froze like the internet froze. He froze because it's intimidating to host. I was with just me. really and nervous. He just stood there. Yeah, he was in awe. It's of tough. Ryan. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ryan Mike, do you have a Twitter? Major pro. What? Do you have a Twitter? At your pop filter on Instagram is my Twitter. Um, Colin, huh. do you guys have any other shows you want to plug? Um, no, we we just uh, plugged one of your shows. So, or two uh, of your shows actually. So, I think those are plenty of plugs. That's uh, good stuff to plug. I've said the word plug cool. five times now. Plug, 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 uh, plug, okay. plug, plug. Uh, when well, James and I host, we have this special thing where we call somebody from the audience to come up and finish the show. Colin, you have your hand raised. Sure. Go ahead. You are the guest. Go ahead and do it. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm Mike Ravagno. I'm Ryan from Pop Builder. And I'm James Anderson from this show. <laughs> Excelsior! Previously on Finish It. I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual way. (laughs) Does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page and we don't stop until we got every drop. We're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any pod catcher. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.